The Jazz beat the Pelicans twice in three nights on what was a really cool game. And I, I don't know what, I'm always curious to hear what other people think. But I thought this was a really, really interesting basketball game, a tough challenge run, and thought, and I think it showed some real prowess of what, how good this basketball team might be. I totally agree with that. Strictly about the way they fought back could have easily had, you know, just not put up much of a fight because of the way the Pelicans came out in that first quarter, 43 points. That hasn't happened all year where anyone has scored that many points on the Jazz in any quarter. But, you know, they were hot. Uh, Jazz made By the end of the night, by the way, the, the Jazz got their defense down to about league average by the end of the night. That's yeah. pretty amazing. Well, the Jazz answered with 39 points in the second quarter there as well. So I'll be interested to hear what does Tim Lacombe have to say about this one? What's the former BYU coach think? Well, it was, it was interesting, you know, as I was driving up wondering, you know, just from a coaching standpoint, the adjustments um, really kind of keyed in like you did, David. The Pelicans wanted to play fast tonight and really took advantage of the Jazz defensive transition. Um, really pushed it back at the Jazz, and uh, that kind of coupled with a hot start from Ingram was tough, and the Jazz got down and um, I felt like after that first half, they kind of got settled down, made that big run, and then kind of took the game over. My only question is, they kind of flipped the game once Ron asked them to, so I'm wondering <laughs> why he didn't do that right at the start. I mean, I know everybody does what Ron says, but that was kind of uncanny. He's like, I do, I, this is what I want, and all of a sudden, boom, boom, boom. I wish it was that easy. I'd put it on my golf score. I wouldn't put it on this basketball game. <laughs> <laughs> what? Like, what are you going to win with your golf score? Like, I might be able to beat your daughter then. I'll no, be okay. you wouldn't be able to do that. <laughs> but but I, I two under it, St. Andrews. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. <laughs> uh, but but more, more than anything, I agree. I thought it was, uh, it was an intriguing situation where they played the same team. It's obviously a little bit different here at home. Uh, the same refs kind of had an impact too because I think Van Gundy had about had enough of those three guys and, and showed that. But overall, just a... An interesting game, but one, again, where the Jazz just too much firepower for this Pelicans team. And, and, and I'm glad you said firepower because it, it, the Jazz of, what, the last seven ball games have only been given up about 90-some points of a, a, a ball game, you know, especially in this win streak. And this is a ball game where they had to win it on the offensive end. I mean, where they had to really, uh, you know, score some points, get 39 points in that second quarter. And end up winning this basketball game kind of going away. You know, uh, the offense wins this game tonight in a lot of ways. Um, I, I don't know if they have it updated yet, but I, you can, on NBA.com, it's great. They've done some super stuff. You can actually kind of pull by quarter now with a little work what the uh, defensive ratings were each quarter. And the other night against New Orleans, we had our offensive rating below 100 in three of the four quarters, which, like, if you do that with any regularity, you'll win every single time. Uh, it's not up yet tonight, so I can't pull it, but I'm guessing that our second and our third quarters had a defensive rating below one point per possession. Our third quarter has been our best quarter all season long. Which is, a, it's, that's a great quarter to it always is. be able to come out of the, the half and actually have something with you. That's great. That always has been for Quinn. Second quarter's always been a struggle. Third quarter's always been our strength. Well, the last three ball games, the last well, three of the last four ball games, the Jazz have shot fifty percent or better. I mean, they're just that offense is just flat out clicking, and they had to win it. I thought that brings me to my other thing tonight. There, they had two goals tonight, right, Tim? One was to not allow Rudy to dunk, and two was to not allow threes. Right. So I don't know how many dunks Rudy ended with. We can look later. But we still got 39 threes. So, like, if you completely commit to not allowing the Jazz to shoot threes, and they're not very good defensively in some ways, like Zion's really awful, um, the idea that that's still, that that's 39 threes, like, that's incredible. 
it's, it goes back to that we talked about last game, after the last game. I mean, again, whatever they choose to do, the Jazz have an answer. And whatever they choose to do, they're wrong. The other, that, the other one, go ahead. Oh, no, I'm, and that's just a great place to be from, from a coaching standpoint, you know, to be able to have enough weapons and enough people to, to, to you know, play different ways and, and attack what they're doing. Uh, I unofficially think Rudy had, like, four dunks tonight. So that's good. When you build your whole defense to not allow that to happen, it happens. Um, we didn't have a quarter where we didn't shoot 50%. Tonight? Tonight. Well, no, we had a mo- we had a monster offensive game. Our, yeah. our offensive rating was a 120, 126, yeah. Yeah, yeah no, we had, we had here, here's what's fascinating to me about this. I would argue that the Pelicans, everyone says Rudy's not a, has no impact off it. Not everyone. A bunch of people like to talk about how Rudy has no offensive impact, right? Right. I would argue that if I could get Stan Van Gundy tonight at Volters. Oh, wait, you're not allowed to do that anymore. So we can't do that. We can't. can't do that. We can't. Right, so I can't talk to Stan Van Gundy tonight under any circumstance. So I'm on Zoom with Stan Van Gundy tonight, and if I were to ask him both of those two nights, what did you build the premise of your defense on? I think the answer, Tim, is not allow Rudy to dunk. Yeah, I mean, that's that's it, it's actually fits both ways, whether they're hugging shooters or whether right. they're, yeah. Right, like they, the first night was they brought the guy off the shooter. They didn't let the guard penetrate, and they brought the guy off the shooters because that prevents you from rolling to the basket and lobbing to Rudy, and it prevents Rudy from getting to the rim because you brought the shooter. And so you left shooters wide open, and so they hit 23s against you. Right. Tonight, the game was Steven Adams dropped and sat under the rim all night long. Like, I, he dropped further than he's ever dropped in his whole life because he did not. He hedged in Oklahoma City. And they wouldn't let Rudy dunk. And frankly, Rudy didn't dunk unless Zion was involved and screwed it up. But um, I'm being a little harsh, but not actually that. <laughs> it's kind of true. But... Then, so then the answer is that Donovan has 30, and the Jazz have a 126 offensive rating. I'm sure there's teams that have better personnel that can do it better than the Pelicans did, but that's pretty amazing through two night sequence. All right, boys. Thanks for your fine work. I left Tim LaCombe speechless. I was just going to say, pick your poison, my friend. Yeah, no, I... I it, pick it's your poison. I mean, we'll see. This is, this is getting a little interesting right now. They're, they're making you believe if you want to. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. See you, Jake. 129 to 118 is your final. The Jazz beat the Pelicans. Tim and I are breaking it down. Starting next right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night postgame show. Jake Scott coach Tim Lacombe with you. Jazz have now won seven consecutive games to beat the Pelicans here at Vivid Arena. 129 to 118 and what an offensive performance tonight for the Utah Jazz team led by Donovan Mitchell who had 36 points on 11 of 19 shooting how good was he tonight man he was so locked in uh really on attack and, and kind of chose his spots in the game um was really big to you know to key that ja- to the Jazz comeback from 16 down uh overall just a really really solid effort from Donovan he had seven boards and five assists to go along with those 36 points and pretty much was cooking right from right from play numero uno. And he made another absolutely great pass. Again, pulled pulled out some of that baseball stuff in transition. Um, no, just really fun to watch when he gets like that. Mike Conley, excellent tonight. 20 points, six assists, three steals. He was 8 of 14 from, uh, from the field. Jordan Clarkson with another big night coming in off the bench. Uh, six of 15. Um, Brandon Ingram had it going in the first half. The, they held uh, Brandon to three points in the second half. He had 23 for the game. He had 20 by halftime. And he looked like he was going to go for 50 the way he started that game. And uh, luckily, the Jazz were able to kind of get him under control. Sometimes, man, you don't pay attention some, and you let guys get going. They can have a huge night. Great job uh, just kind of reeling it back in and making him earn things, uh, making it hard for him in the second half. Which is which was really amazing because it it did. I mean, he hardly missed a shot in the first half, and and it's not like he missed a bunch of shots in the second half. I mean, he was still eight of fourteen uh, for the entire game. They just really found a way to get the ball out of his hands and not let him do it. Yeah, it was more like he just didn't get shots. Right, he just uh, he he got pretty much anything he wanted in the first half, and the second half was a totally different story. 
Yeah, absolutely. The Jazz come away with win. Uh, as I said, uh, TNT game. This is uh, their seventh win in a row. I guess the TNT guys were were uh, a little critical at the half, and uh, I think they probably didn't look so good the way the game this game ended. No, um, you know we we obviously listen to the local guys, but uh, you you read Twitter enough, you see some of the comments, and uh, that's got to be actually a positive for the way the jazz kind of react to criticism. It's more like they go out and prove it. Um, but I, I don't know how you couldn't watch Donovan Rudy tonight and, and not think that these guys uh, are really in a good position with this team. Speaking of uh, Rudy Gobert, he had uh, 11 boards to go along with 12 points tonight uh, and then four block shots and a couple like monster facial block shots as well. Yeah. I love when uh, I think it was the one late he kind of, Went ahead and slapped it and stepped over the guy. And um, Rudy's just, uh, he's special. And his effort, we've talked about it, but his effort's been so so supreme, the way he runs the floor. But, hey, when you think Rudy Gobert, you think block shots. And he had four of those tonight. And he did that tonight, that's uh, that's for sure. So the Jazz ended up shooting 50% from the field as well. Uh, the Pelicans played pretty well offensively. I'm surprised they went away from the three ball in the second half, though. They had eight makes from three. In the first half, they ended the game 11 of 25, so they just didn't take as much in the, they, in the they, second. Yeah, they didn't take as much in transition. Uh, the Jazz did a better job in the second half of slowing them down. I think that that was probably the biggest wrinkle is they wanted to come in and kind of run with the Jazz, and it paid off early, um, but I think the Jazz showed, hey, okay, you want to ramp it up, we'll ramp it up, and um, they were able to slow them down, and I think that's a big part of why the, the three ball wasn't there as well. All right, with that, we will say good night to our network stations. Our next broadcast is coming your way on Saturday. It was originally scheduled to be an afternoon game. They moved that game time earlier this week, so it will be 7 o'clock. So uh, mark that down in your calendar. 7 o'clock tip, Jazz Golden State Warriors on Saturday. For those of you sticking around with us, we'll have sound from the locker room as well as post-game analysis straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show right here on the Jazz Radio Network. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz beat the Pelicans tonight, 129-118. to uh, Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. Let's uh, get a look of your, at your sharp stats of the game. Brought to you by the Les Olsen Company. Les Olsen Company, your office technology partner. Uh, the Jazz tonight shot 50% from the field. Uh, 43.6% from three, 17 to 39. Didn't quite get to the 50 didn't get to my 47 either. Yeah, by the we were way. both a little but, high. Uh, they shot enough, making 17 still pretty good. Not over 20 like we saw the other night, but 17, not bad. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, 36 points on 11 of 19 shooting, seven boards, five assists. Mike Conley, 20 points, six assists. Jordan Clarkson with 19 coming in off the bench. Bogdanovich with 16 uh, points on four of 11 shooting. He went to the line seven times, though, seven for seven from the line. Rudy, six of eight, 12 points, 11 rebounds, and four monster block shots for Rudy and found a way to really be effective on both sides of the ball. But, you know, offensively, uh, you were talking to uh, Lock and Boone a lot about this. Uh, you know, they they dropped Steven Adams and they were going to do everything to uh, keep Rudy from getting dunks, but still found a way to be effective. Yeah, the, the book's going to change every night. Guys are going to give this team a different look. Um, but what's encouraging is there's only so many things you can do. And it's a uh, it's great to see the Jazz you know, deal with the physicality, uh, deal with them sinking and staying on shooters. I, I th- you know, for the most part, I thought they really handled it well and, and made the right play, uh, finished when they had to finish, kicked when they had to kick, um, and then really softened up and were able to score 129 points. Um, we'll get to uh, Donovan's comments with, with uh, Shaquille O'Neal. Just saw those a uh, few of those online, the TNT guys interviewing Donovan after the game. We'll have to play some of that sound, but, uh, uh, the, the guys on TNT apparently a little salty uh, with the Jazz, a little critical. Yeah, and it really kind of surprises me. Um, I don't understand. I don't understand it because I think from a basketball standpoint, um, having watched this team every night, I think they play the game the right way. They play hard. Uh, I think they play together, and they're pretty unselfish. Um, so I don't understand that at all. But I, I never really have understood um, former players disrespecting current players. I just... To me, it's like, are you still trying to 
earn some cred yourself. Um, I, th- I think it speaks more about kind of that player and that maybe their mindset than the, the current guys. Yeah, I, I don't mind. You, you know, those shows are, are for opinion and, and they're there to entertain. And, um, you know, I, I, I don't mind so much the criticism. I just don't I just don't think they're right. And I, I, I honestly don't believe, and we're seeing this a lot online, I don't think those guys uh, watch the Jazz a ton. I would be surprised if they did. And I think sometimes, you know, we have unrealistic expectations for those guys, like they can watch every game, you know, in the NBA every single night, which is just not possible. But, it, it you know, criticisms like that just, just say they're not all that familiar with this particular version of the, of the Utah Jazz because they're doing some unique stuff this year. I'll tell you where. So I don't, I don't necessarily have – an issue with the criticism in a show. But when a guy just has 36 or whatever and puts on that kind of performance and then is kind of met with, I don't think you're very good, basically, I I don't know that that's, you know, there's, in my opinion, there's a time and place for everything. I don't know if that's, you know, the time for a broadcaster to question somebody's ability to play the game. Yeah, no doubt about it. All right, let's uh, let's get some post-game sound going. Let's uh, hear first from Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder. Okay. Good. Yeah. Thank you. All right. We'll start with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Thank you. Just wondering uh, kind of what happened in terms of New Orleans song starting the first quarter with 43 points and, and eight of the And uh, not only what went wrong, but then what went right afterwards as you guys kind of found your way and bounced back. Well, I think we talked about, you know, before this game, you know, how difficult it is to play a team, you know, within a 48 hour period twice, you know, even in a playoff situation, you know, oftentimes between game one and game two, you have your two days off. So it was a quick turn, um, you know, give New Orleans credit. They've got character, they're talented and they came out, you know, came out hard and tough and aggressive, maybe more than anything. I thought transition defense, um, we were on our heels a lot. Um, some of the times, we had some miscommunications where they got some, you know, some easy looks from three, but they, you know, they made eight of them too. Um, so um, w- w- some things we could do better, but also, you know, they played well. And, and I think as the game progressed, you know, I thought our guys were just willing to grind. Um, we started getting back better. Um, defensively, we just kind of, we, we improved. And that allowed us to get some things um, going on the offensive end as well. Tony Jones, The Athletic. Coach, I thought one of the, the the keys for you guys weathering that early storm, that early push from New Orleans was was Donovan um, being able to to kind of carry you guys offensively. On a night like that, when a team kind of punches first, you know what kind of you know push can Donovan give you, and 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 how is that you know related to to him being your best offensive player? Well, you know, the, the first thing for Donovan is he's he's efficient right now. And, you know, that means, you know, he's picking his spots. He's taking what the defense gives him. Uh, and I thought early in the game, he really attacked the rim. Um, he was able to get in the paint and get on the rim. And then as the game progressed, you know, he's seen different pick and roll coverages. They blitzed him at one point. Um, they started way back, you know, by the rim. They were dropped. And I think that's what we saw really in the second half when he was able to get some of those pull-up threes off the dribble. Uh, so his ability to read situations, um, he's, so, he's so unselfish that, um, you know, he'll, he'll take what the defense gives him. And in this case, like you said, you know, he had those opportunities. And, you know, everybody on the team knows that, you know, he's in that situation. We want him to attack and score. And uh, he just did a really good job of being balanced. You know, I think he had five assists to go with that too. So um, really strong outing for him. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. It kind of made that run back to six points in the fourth. And then I think you guys kind of made a defensive change a little bit, maybe just in terms of execution. But Rudy Gobert maybe helping more on Zion Williamson and his ability to score. What did you see there and how did that help you guys kind of close the game out? Yeah, I, I think, Andy, it was it was more execution related. Um, th- there were some situations there where, you know, for Rudy or a fave, when you're, when you're providing help, sometimes – um, you're, you're reluctant to, to come too quickly, whether you're going to get a D3 call um, or when you got Steven Adams there on the block ready to rebound. Um, so I thought our timing was better. And we also did a better job not just giving 
you know, Zion is much of a straight line where, where we had a little more time to help. So um, that's, it's, he's hard to guard and, you know, both Boyan and, and George, the guys that were, were on him the most when he had the ball, you know, just have to fight him. And then, as you said, you know, I thought our bigs were coming over a little sooner, um, you know, and having confidence in the guys behind them that they were going to get on the boards. Okay, last question. Ben Anderson, kslsports.com. Quinn, it was by far the best free throw shooting night, both from attempts and, and makes tonight. What's your thought been on that on the season? And is it just something weird that you can't control makes or attempts? I think we're a better free throw shooting team than we've been, um, you know, particularly Rudy. Um, and, you know, it, it's something, you know, there, there's things from a technical standpoint that, you know, everybody focuses on, you know, we shot a bunch of them in practice the other day, um, which I think was important, you know, guys just um, getting their comfort level and, and placing some emphasis on it where our focus and concentration is good. Um, you know, you're going to have some nights where, you know, you don't make them. Um, I don't think Mike Conley's ever going to go over four again in his career. I doubt he's ever done that as well. So there's some of them that are, that are anomaly, um, but it's important, you know, particularly when you've got a team in the bonus to make him pay. And then also um, when you're on the rim and, you know, you don't get an opportunity to finish and get an N1 when you go to the line, you know, making those count is really important. So um, I think we settled in a little bit. Um, I think we're better free throw shooting team than we've shown. Um, but, you know, that's something we got to continue to be conscious of and, and be good at. All right. That's it. Thanks so much, coach. Thanks. All right, there you go. That's Jazz head coach Quinn Snyder as his team picks up a win tonight, 129 to 118. All right, uh, we've we've worked some magic here, and uh, we've got the Shaq Donovan Mitchell interview from TNT, or at least a, a portion of it that's uh, uh, tw- tearing up the Twitter sphere right now. Let's go ahead and get that, uh, give that a listen. By the way, this is Shaq. I, I said tonight that uh, you are one of my favorite players, but you don't have what it takes to get to the next level. I said it on purpose. I wanted you to hear it. What do you have to say about that? All right. That's it. <laughs> that's it? All right. That's it. Okay, cool. I, I mean, I I, I've been hearing well, I've been hearing that since my rookie year. You know, I'm just going to get okay, better well, and do what I do. Good. At the end well, of the day. You. That's what I wanted you to hear you say. Yes, Love sir. your game, brother. Keep it up. Appreciate it. Love that answer for Donovan. Love it. That's great. Jake, I think you're, you know, you're a decent broadcaster, but I don't know if you'll ever make the big time. Can't go to the next level. I mean, yeah. All right. That's it. (laughs) I actually, we talked about this, but we love Donovan's response because he didn't joke it off. You know, he just basically said, hey, that's it. Okay. Okay. And he didn't try to play nice. And and actually, Shaq kind of came back around and was like, hey, I love your game, man, or whatever. Right. And and Donovan said, I've been hearing that since my rookie year. I, I think that's I, I think that's a perfectly appropriate response from Donovan Mitchell, and now all of a sudden he has a little extra motivation to go out there and play a little better. Well, and it also speaks to, and we've always you know talked about how he he's mentally tough. I mean that's that's a tough thing to do right there to take Shaq on national television, but you know that's who Donovan Mitchell is, and uh, I do believe that will probably help unify this team even more. Right. You know the thing that I don't understand about the, about a, an opinion like that from Shaq, and again, I you know I obviously disagree with it. But Donovan, if you followed his career, he's improved every second he's been in the league. I mean, he's gotten better and better and better with each. It, it seems like passing game, but certainly, you know, each passing season he's improved his game in some way, shape, or form. And he was really good to begin with. He averaged twenty points a game as a rookie. So you know to say, oh, I don't think you're going to be able to take it to the next level. Why would you doubt somebody who's improved so much? And, hey, maybe he doesn't get to an MVP level. I don't know. But somebody like Donovan, who's, whose career arc has been so up dramatically throughout the, you know, we forget, what is this, Donovan's fourth year in the league, fifth year in the league? I mean, he's a young player, and he's gotten consistently better. I mean, just I don't know if if – it feels like now would be the time that you would actually craft that opinion. In my mind, too, there's, you know, there's a part of this thing that there's favorites, right? There's, there's uh, you know, they would probably never say that to a Laker or they'd never say that to somebody like Kyrie Irving or uh, a young guy that's coming up in the game um, that maybe isn't on the, the popular list. Um, but, again, these types of things, in my mind, I don't know if, if 
even though it's a real disrespectful thing. I don't know if there could have been a better shot in the arm for the Jazz than what Shaq just gave them tonight because we do know that Donovan, Rudy, they kind of thrive on this stuff. And anything that can help unify this team even more and galvanize them, kind of make us an us versus the world kind of theme to an already really good team is kind of cool. So it could work in their favor. And maybe it's you know the 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 national fans and the pundits out there didn't you know the Jazz didn't make a huge splashy move in the offseason. I think Derek Favors' move was impactful. The Jordan Clarkson re-signing was really was important, yeah. but it wasn't exactly splashy. And so you know maybe people are down on internal improvement, but this team is playing differently. And you know Mike Conley's playing really well at the same time Bogdanovich is in the lineup, which didn't happen last year very much. So you know. It's the, the Jazz will put that in their in their quiver and use it as a little bit of a, a, a motivation, and they should. But this this is a very this team has a very different feel to it than last year's team did. Right, and, and the premise too with Shaq saying, I guess he said, you know, I don't know that if Donovan Mitchell they rely too much on his scoring. I mean, has he watched? Yeah, uh, you know, this in my mind, um, the Jazz have proven they can win games all sorts of different ways. They've they've won games with Donovan not being very good. And um, this is a this is a true team, so I, I think that's a misread for sure on Shaq's part. All right, we'll get you more post game sound coming up right around the corner. Go where love takes you in the all new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. One twenty nine to one to eighteen is your final. The Jazz beat the Pelicans. We'll have more for you next on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, coach Tim Lacombe. It's brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. One twenty nine to one eighteen is your final. The Jazz beat the Pelicans, their seventh consecutive win. Let's get a look at your points in the paint. Brought to you by Serta Pro Painters. Call one eight hundred go Serta or visit SertaPro.com. That's Serta with a C. We do painting, you do life. Tonight, points in the paint. Uh, Pelicans outscored the Jazz fifty four to forty eight. Which uh, last game. Uh, we talked about it. The Pelicans also outscored the Jazz by a really wide margin, and we talked about how, one, the Jazz were making a bunch of threes, but, two, the Pelicans make their living in the paint, specifically Zion Williamson. Uh, the 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 gap not as big tonight, which uh, is not surprising, Tim, because it felt like the Jazz were getting the floater more, and that was kind of what the Pelicans were giving them, Mike Conley in particular making a bunch of those. So uh, they uh, it seemed like they took the opportunity to get more shots in the paint tonight. It was kind of a, you know, that, that's the byproduct of them dropping the big as opposed to having them at the level of the screen. Um, by dropping them, it allows the guard to turn the corner and they funnel everything to the big. So those floaters become way more um, the shot. And when the big's up high and hedging and leveling off, uh, then it really kind of creates, they stop the ball, but then the roll becomes an issue. And however they play the roll, uh, the way they were sitting on the roll, the threes open. So, um, the part we talked about, you know, the Jazz are seeing so many different looks and uh, for the most part passing every test. Yeah, no doubt about it. It, it was a, the, the, the Pelicans came in with a little bit different game plan and the Jazz adjusted nicely, it felt. Yeah, they did. And that's what we thought would happen. It was, I mean, that's the intriguing part of a, of a game back-to-back. Yeah. All right, let's get some player sound. Let's get going with Rudy Gobert. All right, Sarah Todd, Deseret News. <laughs> Rudy, I don't know if you're aware of uh, what happened on TNT tonight. There was a, a lot of conversations from your friend Shaquille O'Neal uh, and Charles Barkley saying that they they didn't think that Donovan Mitchell was a superstar and that he couldn't do really anything else other than score. And so I'd like to know what you think. I think that at the end of the day, uh, whatever they want to call us, you know, if we keep winning games, they're going to have to watch us anyway, you know, so uh, hopefully they get to watch us uh, until uh, July and uh, and then they can call us whatever they want. Andy Larson, Salt Lake Tribune. Rudy, you've seen how Mike Conley has kind of developed and changed his game and, and maybe kind of gotten more comfortable this season. What have you seen kind of from him compared to this season compared to last season? I think he's just much more comfortable, like you said, you know, uh, you know, finding his spots, uh, 
be, being able to be aggressive, making the right reads, uh, you know, and also getting used to mostly playing with me on the pick and roll because he, he was playing with a mark for many, many years and uh, with two totally different players. And, you know, being able to play with somebody like me, I think, takes some adjustments. And, uh, you know, he was great in the bubble and, uh, and now he's, playing, he's been playing great for us for the start of the season. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Rudy. So uh, Quinn pointed out that he felt like as the game went along, you and Fave did kind of an improved job in terms of your timing of when to come help, when to when to uh, go defend Zion. What did you feel like was the key there uh, in, in terms of improving the defense as the game went along? I think the first quarter was, uh, you know, they made a lot of shots, and uh, I think we were aggressive enough defensively and they got comfortable uh, you know they really hit us hard in the first quarter but we we just tightened up you know uh, started from the guards and of course from the bigs be able to make sure we protect the baskets and and fight those uh, those big guys and uh, you know I think the, the, the next the next three quarters were great for us defensively and that's the team we are you know even when the team comes to our, to our arena and knocks down shots uh, I think eight threes in the first quarter you know we we didn't back down and we kept playing our game. All right. Last question. Niall Campbell, utahjazz.com. Sorry for a second. I forgot how to uh, unmute. Um, Rudy, two back-to-back -back wins. Uh, it's not easy to play a team back-to-back. -back. Does this win feel differently? And what was your mindset coming into the game? You know, our mindset was really to focus on us, you know, keep, keep playing defense, keep playing the right way offensively and, uh, you know, it's about us getting better. You know, it's not a, it's like a mini playoff series, but it's not the playoffs. You know, if you if you if you win or if you lose, you don't go home. So it's uh, it's all about us keep getting better. And uh, we know that, uh, you know, today we felt like we had to dig uh, dig in a little deeper. But it was a great, you know, it was just a great great test. And we, you know, we answered the challenge. And now we just gotta keep taking it one game at a time and uh, keep getting better. All right, that's it. Thanks, Rudy. There you go, Rudy Gobert. And uh, Rudy tonight, 12 points on 6 of 8 shooting, 11 rebounds, 2 assists, and 4 block shots. And you heard his comments on, on what Shaq had to say there. Yeah, I actually kind of liked it too because he basically said, hey, they can say what they want. And hopefully uh, we'll play till July and they can say whatever they want then yeah. too. So be watching us until July. Watching us until July. So, again, this is, uh, if you're a jazz fan, obviously the disrespect is there, but this is actually uh, another thing that Rudy can kind of throw in his pocket to motivate him. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, a lot of the, the theme is, you know, jazz coming in red hot, winning six in a row. I mean, why why is the theme on the national television broadcast how they can't get it done? It seems a little strange. Right. And uh, it's, um, I don't know, it's curious. It's very curious. It kind of is funny. Uh, I've told the story many times when we were with at the University of Utah with Coach Majerus. Uh, one Gordon Monson wrote a scathing article about um, how Utah was going to be Kentucky Fried Chicken. And Majerus's <laughs> response was so awesome. He said, we're going to go win, and then Munson can cook his own chicken with a bunch of expletives. Um, so, um, I that he called him although Munson. we didn't win, uh, we, we did get beat. Uh, kind of the same kind of response, which I like. Munson can cook his own he chicken. He said it so I'm like, hey, you know, Munson can cook his own chicken. <laughs> Love that. Of course, it's about Gordon, too. Well, you better believe it. Well, let's hear from the man himself. Uh, Donovan Mitchell is uh, awaiting with the media. Todd, Deseret News. Hey, Don. Uh, we saw uh, the halftime stuff, and then we saw what Shaq said to you after the game. I mean, it kind of feels like it's a, a little bit of weird timing to do it on a seven-game win streak. Um, what's your response to what he had to say to you? Man, we're on a seven-game win streak right now. We're playing good basketball. Like, you know, I, I hate to take a win like this and make it about what they said about me. You know, like, you look at how we played in the Garden. Like, 
I'm happy. You know, like I, we, we remember the start of the year, you know, like we, we kind of, we came out flat in certain games like this. If teams hit us first, we didn't have a pushback. Like this was, this was kind of Minnesota, you know, when Minnesota went up 15, like they came out ready to go and we still stayed, stayed through. Like that's really where it's at. I mean, like at the end of the day, like I'm, I'm here to, to, to play basketball and be the best teammate and best player that I can be. They don't like it. They don't like it. I'm not, I'm not trying to make this about me. This is, this is, Team basketball, like at the end of the day, we're we're winning, we're doing good things, and we just got to keep it up because we got Golden State coming in, and we got to be ready for that. Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. John, can you actually just um, take us kind of through the start of the game? It seemed like you were seeing things you liked, especially on those first couple of possessions, getting to the hoop at will, and then from there heating up from three-point range. What were you seeing out of their coverage that you were able to attack so effectively? Uh, I think, you know, the biggest thing is I liked how I was able to get to the rim and, and be aggressive to start the last game. <clears throat> I think it's tough to, you know, you know, to to kind of when they come out with a lot of energy, just being able to push right through that. You know, that was really my, my biggest thing is just going out there. And it wasn't necessarily to oh, just come out there and score. You know, it happened to be open, but like just being aggressive in any way, shape or form. Um, and I think, you know, being able to withstand their run was, was, was huge. But for me, just trying to go out there and, and, you know, every every chance I get, just keep putting the pressure on the defense, you know, and get into the basket. You know, I was able to get 13 quick, you know, and now they focus on me. Now the guys are open. You know, now guys are hitting shots. Now they're not worried about me. You know, it's like it's kind of like just kind of a mind game in, in a sense. Um, and just taking my time and being patient. Um, and there are a few mistakes that I've made that I can I can learn from this game, and there, there are a bunch of mistakes like I say I can I can improve on. But I think the biggest thing is just trying to keep being aggressive, uh, running in transition. You know, it's easy to scout and play half court defense, especially when you just play a team back to back like this. So um, I think the biggest thing is just trying to keep being aggressive, whether it's in transition, uh, taking the open looks when they're there, and not passing them up. Tony Jones, the Athletic. Um. You've actually talked about this before, but you know, you you you've talked about the need for yourself to be able to, you know, do other things other than score. You know, make plays off the dribble, defend at a high level. You know, what are your thoughts on just being the all around, being an all around player? Uh, I know you had seven rebounds and five assists tonight, and in just the the games, the, the the parts of your game that don't doesn't involve putting the ball in the basket. Um, I think I've made you know some solid strides in that area, you know, rebounding is something that I think for me is, is easy. You know, at the end of the day, you just go in there and box out and jump, you know, and try and just get it. And, and when you rebound, I'm able to push the break and start the break as opposed to being denied for an outlet or whatever. Uh, so that's one way of impacting the game. And then two on the flip side, not necessarily passing to get the assist, but just passing to the open man and making the simple play. I think that's one thing for me that I took away from the bubble that I was really, really happy with with myself was being able to, you know, I was scoring and doing whatever, but being able to make the simple play, you know, not always just trying to make the hero play, the home run play, like the pass the other day looked great, but you know, I'm, I'm excited about the swing swing in the corner, like the little things. That's what's, that's what it's all about for me right now. Like at the end of the day, I know what I can do scoring wise, but trying to be the best playmaker I can be. And it's not always passing to an assist. It's, you know, reading the defense, making a play, then creating, then that person creating an, uh, an advantage. So that's really where I'm at. You know, I think five assists is a good step, but I'm, I'm trying to get to, you know, I'm trying to get to, to, to more, you know, try and do more as much as I can. And, you know, as far as defensively, just, you know, not falling asleep weak side, being in help, you know, the things that you really don't see on, on, on TV, you know, and kind of you know, throughout the game, you know, being, being shifted, you know, being in a stance, being locked in mentally, knowing the other team's plays. I think it's something that I'm trying to really do that way. You can kind of talk on defense and being able to be a leader in that sense as well. That's been one of my biggest things. Ryan Miller, KSL. Donovan, what do you think is the most underappreciated part of Rudy Gobert's game? Um, I mean, I, I, we talk. I mean, I can't say I can say it's underappreciated because I think we don't want to talk about it and appreciate it here is like the screen assist. You know, I, I think that's something that you know really goes unnoticed. You know, I think you look at the shots I'm hitting, the shots I'm taking. The reason why we're able to get into the paint, myself, Mike, JC, Joe, the reason why we're getting open shots is because he's setting good screens. You know, as defenders, we know how hard it is. You know, when you got a guy like Steven Adams who's a good screen setter, but, you know, I think Rudy, one of y'all have the, the stats, but like he led the league by far in screen set between number one and number two. Like, that's that's huge for us. That creates that disadvantage, uh, creates that advantage, I should say. And um, that's really one thing that I think goes underappreciated. And we know, we know, we tell him every day that we appreciate it because it gets us open and gets us looks and not necessarily getting him points, but it's really unselfish, 
of him to kind of continue to do that and continue to know that that's how he impacts the game, especially on the offensive end. Defensively, we know what he does, you know, him enrolling as, as well. But being able to get cracks on the screen, you know, I think is something that really people don't really understand that that's a big part of his game that really stands out. Ben Anderson, KSLSports.com. Don, you kind of people said you weren't going to be much of a shooter coming out of college and you're the fastest player to ever hit 600 threes. Then you have a big game like this and Shaq's doubting you. You're not outwardly chip on your shoulder guy, but is, is that something you carry? Do you, do you have that inside you or is that not what motivates you? Um, I mean, as far as like the, the, I find things, you know, I'm, I've always been that way, whether, whether, whatever it is, um, just trying to find things, you know, and at the end of the day, it wasn't hard, you know, <laughs> kind of coming up, you know, I wasn't, I was told I wasn't going to do well when I went to Brewster in high school. So I wasn't going to play at Louisville. Um, I was told that I wasn't going to get drafted, uh, you know, by in, in um, the, the, when, sorry, in the draft or whatever um, to do that. And then, you know, you get drafted to number 13, you won't do much, can't shoot. You know, I kind of have it on a, a bunch of my socks and stuff like um, not here to promote my socks or anything, but they're definitely on there. Um, but like, that's just been something that I've always heard, you know, it's always been something, you know, and if there's not anything, I find something, you know, and, you know, like I said, people don't like my game. They don't like my game. I'm not really here and playing for what people think, you know, at the end of the day, I'm trying to be the best player I can be, but it helps, you know, when people say I can't do things. I prefer that than hearing the good things, to be honest with you. Nio Campbell, utahjazz.com. Hey, Donovan, um, off the court, you were able to use your platform to really elevate and engage and educate voters in the 2020 election. Uh, with history being made yesterday of the first black woman, South Asian woman, and even AKA uh, to be uh, sworn in as the VP, how, how did that feel to witness that? And uh, what does that mean to your mom and sister? Um, I think, you know, the biggest thing, like to see that, you know, just a, a, a woman in general, but a black African-American woman, you know, minority, to be able to do that, I think is huge, you know, to be able to just use that voice. I was able to speak with her. My mom and sister were as well. She's, she's, she's a, the fact that she, first of all, made history humbly, you know, very humble down to earth, you know, at the end of the day, like care, genuinely cares. I think that's something that's, that stands out, you know, and for my sister, my mom, like, especially my sister, you know, coming up like a leader like that, that she sees on TV every day you know, that sees every day that she can see visually, you know, I do as best as I can. My mom does best she can. But at the end of the day, like having leaders in positions like that of color and that are women, I think are huge. Um, and I think that's something that for me to be, to be able to witness that, you know, my family be able to witness that, and especially my mom being an AKA, like there's moments you don't forget, you know, at the end of the day, I, I, you are too, am I, am I correct? Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like, you already know. <laughs> those are moments that just, you know, just indescribable in my opinion, you know, and I think that's, and I think believe she said she's the first, but not the last, like that's, that's not, that's the mindset. There's continuous, you know, ways to continue to, to create change. And this is a great start. This is, this is great. And, um, you know, I'm really, really blessed that my sister and my, my mom, you know, have leaders like that in positions like that. All right. That's we all it. Are, not just me. <laughs> Thanks Donovan. There you go. That's Donovan Mitchell. Um, had uh, a couple of questions about Shaq and the TNT folks. Loved his answer there, too, where he said, hey, I won seven in a row. I don't want to make this about me. <laughs> and I would imagine his teammates love to hear that, too. Yeah, I mean, uh, the one thing I will say in this, Donovan's one of the, the classier guys, you know, that's come through here. I think he's uh, he's got a great feel for, um, you know, the fact that he is a guy who the, the franchise counts a ton on but he doesn't put himself above other people. And I think he's got a great way with his teammates, um, how he brought everything back to team, everything back to improvement. Um, you know, I think, like you said, Jake, I think he's added to his game every year. Does he have, you know, more things to add? Of course, because uh, every player does. But his, um, you know, his mindset is such that this will really, I think, in, in the long run help him um, to just put one more, thing that he can pr try to knock down and prove that he's uh he's capable of taking a team you know to the promised land well you heard him say right there he prefers to hear the negative stuff as opposed to the positive stuff i yeah. get that you know it, it, motivation now, you know who uh, always comes to mind when i when i think about this for for some reason people who are motivated by the negative attention rudy is is one certainly but the, the ute receiver steve smith oh yeah you know he had uh, there was some and I'm trying to remember exactly what it said, but there was some uh, an analyst 
analysis of him before the draft that said he was just a punt returner or something like that. And he had that tape to his locker for his entire career, I think, or at least a healthy portion of it. I mean, just people that say, okay, well, I'm going to show you. And this is a, you know, it was a very, very uh, public thing. I mean, sometimes you, those things get written and maybe some people see it, but I mean, this was, if you watch the NBA, this was the game on, uh, everybody saw it. So, um, Again, I thought Donovan handled it perfectly. Um, and the reason I think he handled it perfectly is because I think he is he's really in touch with what this is all about. Um, he's trying to play team basketball. Uh, obviously a great score, but there's no doubt in my mind that this team is not totally dependent on him scoring yeah. the ball. All right, Go Where Love Takes You in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Find out more at markmillersubaru.com. We will get you more uh, player sound coming up right around the corner as the Jazz beat the Pelicans tonight, 129-118, to 118, right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Jazz Game Night Post Game Show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe, brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation-free Subaru retailer. The Jazz beat the Pelicans 129-118. to Let's get to your Master of the Glass tonight, brought to you by Safe Flight Auto Glass. Uh, Safe Flight is back uh, for another great year of basketball and proud to be the preferred auto glass partner of the Utah Jazz. Safe Flight Auto Glass is also proud to present this year's Master of the Glass rebound program at the end of the regular season. Safe Flight will donate $5 for each rebound secured by this year's team rebound leader. Uh, tonight, master of the glass, Rudy Gobert, as usual. 11 rebounds tonight uh, for Rudy uh, to go along with his 12 points and four block shots. I think we've Rudy's been the master of the glass every night except Royce tied him once, One right? Time. Am, yep. I, am I remembering You're that You're exactly right? right. Yep. We should just call it the, the rename it the, tonight's Rudy Rudy's Gobert's <laughs> master of the glass because – uh, of course, that's what Rudy does. He's he's great on the boards, and uh, the Jazz tonight uh, on on the boards not quite as good as they were on Tuesday. Um, Out rebounded actually by the Pelicans, forty one to thirty nine. But there's no shame in that because the Pelicans are a great rebounding team. Yeah, they they actually are right near exact um, rebounding with the Jazz. I think they're two and three in the league, um, and they are really really good on the offensive glass. Um, and the Jazz really kind of held their own with the uh, with the glass that 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 didn't become any kind of issue tonight, which is uh, or or the other night, which is great. Let's uh, look at your three point feature sponsored by Mountain America Credit Union, helping members achieve their financial dreams for more than eighty years. Uh, tonight from the three, the Jazz seventeen of thirty nine. 43.6% from three tonight. And again, it's not the the 20 that they've gotten to five times so far this season, but 17 to 39, pretty darn good. Yeah, and this is, again, this is not a live and die by the three. They 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 will take what, what the defense gives, and, um, you know, just depending on how they're being guarded. But, man, what a weapon to be able to hit 17 of them and, and kind of consider that being a somewhat of an off night, uh, not hitting 20. So uh, just great shooting. Again, they shoot 43.6%. Um, they're still averaging 43s a game and over 40%. Um, that's, that's a number that will translate for sure. Let's get some more post-game sound. Let's now go back to the media room where Mike Conley is addressing the media. All right, we'll get started with Eric Walden, Salt Lake Tribune. Hey, Mike. Right. Uh, given the commentary that the TNT crew had tonight about Donovan being kind of a glorified checker and, and, and not capable of reaching the superstar level. Just wondering what your response would be uh, in reaction to that. You know, um, you know I've, I've been a, a big fan of Don's and seeing the way he's grown over the last few seasons, uh, even before I was here, um, his progression has been great. And um, I just, I don't know how you can, you know, Make make a statement um, regarding that and his progress at such at such a young age. Um, he's a guy that's it's gotten better every year. Uh, he's added things to his game. And he'll continue to get better. So, um, you know, I don't know. We, we we like to block out all the noise here, um, but obviously, you know, we, you, you hear some things leak through. You hear it, and it just motivates Don even more. So, um, 
I'm thankful for, you know, that, and uh, I know he'll be better. Matt Coles, AP. What's the difference during this winning streak when a, another team gets a big run? Um, it seems like you guys are better able to respond recently. What's the key to that? I think it's our, um, our ability to turn up our energy level uh, a couple of notches, especially defensively. Um, we really kind of, you know, get after guys and we try to get in passing lanes. We try to just be a little bit more aggressive than um, what we might have been playing that got us in, you know, in a situation where we're down eight or down four, the teams are making runs, whatever it may be. Um, and that leads to our offense just, you know, starts to click because once we start to get easy baskets, guys have more and more energy. So I think just our ability to, to turn up our defensive level intensity has been good. Brian Miller, KSL. Hey, Mike, I'm just curious, how has your opinion on Rudy Gobert changed from not playing with him versus playing with him? Um, you know, I think beforehand, you know, you, you from the outside in, you knew you just, you know, a, a great defensive player. And that's probably all I kind of left it at. But um, after getting to know him and, and what he does and for our team is, you know, he, he makes our team go, honestly. He's the guy that He's the most important player on our team with, with his ability to to get get guys open on screens and sacrifice runs down the court. Um, very unselfish guy. You got to be super unselfish to to do that and not, sometimes not touch the ball. Um, and you know he's in, he's been an incredible teammate and um, just thankful to, to have him. Todd Desert News. Hey, Mike, um, can you make the case for me for Jordan Clarkson being sixth man of the year? Oh, for sure. J JC is the sixth man of the year. He's, you know, I don't think anybody else is playing better than he has uh, up until this point this season. Um, I mean, he's instantly affecting games every time he comes in in a positive way. Um, it's tough for teams to stop him. I mean, he can score in so many different ways. So, um, he, he's definitely the front runner, and um, and we're hopefully hopefully we'll we'll be able to host that that trophy up at the end of the year. All right, that's it. Thanks so much, Mike. There you go, Mike Conley, who was who was really good again tonight. He's he's just been terrific so far this season. He really has twenty points, six assists, three steals for Mike, eight of fourteen, two of five from three. But Locke talked about this during the broadcast uh, a couple of times, Mike has played really good defense, uh, defense, played very well defensively, I should say, uh, throughout this season. Maybe we haven't talked about that enough. Yeah, he's, uh, he's, he's definitely doing a great job. Um, you know, involved in pick and roll with Rudy's, that's always going to be uh, really good for a guard because he manages so much of that. Um, but Mike's effort's been really, really good. I think, um, again, I think he took a lot of the, you know, the disappointment to heart last year, and he's done a great job of playing with great effort. Um, and just really kind of providing whether what the team needs that night, whether it be assists um, or if, you know, they need him scoring spurts. He's been good at that. And, and like you mentioned in the last broadcast, I think part of the, the real big part of the Jazz being able to play with pace is because he really pushes that thing. Yeah, he does. All right, are we ready for our, our uh, random stats tonight from our boy Tyson? I've been just dying to get to this. Our friend Tyson Ewing, who uh, does stats for the AT&T Sportsnet uh, television broadcast. I say AT&T because they were off tonight. So how about Tyson sending us stuff on his day off? What a guy. Uh, you can follow Tyson on Twitter at uh, TyEwing2. And uh, here's, what, uh, here's what he's got for us tonight. Uh, this is just the fifth time in Donovan's career where he scored 35-plus points on 20 or fewer shots. But he's a chucker. <laughs> but he's a chucker. But that's somehow the narrative tonight with TNT. He's right. a chucker. Yeah, how about that? Uh, let's see. Donovan is now the fastest player to ever eclipse 600 threes in NBA history. He did it in 240 games. Uh, Buddy Heald did it in 244. And um, speaking of Donovan, this is just the ninth time in Donovan's career where he's had a 35-plus point, 5-plus rebound, 5-plus assist game. Wow. And again, he's just a chucker he's and a can't chucker. do anything else. He can't else. do anything yeah, else. Right. And uh, wrapping it up with this one, Jordan Clarkson is tied with Buddy Heald for the longest current streak in the NBA with two-plus made threes at 19 games. How about this one? He, he checked into the game with three minutes left, or right around that time uh, in the first quarter, and he went bang with the three, 
and then hit another one at 211. So he got the two out of the way really, really quick. Uh, he's just remarkable. Um, I think we, I think Mike hit it on the head. I think right now he would be your sixth man of the year. I can't see anyone around the league that comes in and brings that spark that he brings. And uh, man, his confidence is absolutely off the charts right now. It is. It's the, there's no doubt. Um, Oh, I just lost my place here. Uh, just uh, speaking of, well, going back to Rudy, this is where I was going to go. Rudy made some comments about Mike Conley uh, and talking about uh, why it's it's going so well with those two. And he, he echoed some of the stuff that we've been saying, like he played with Marcus Gasol for so long and it took a minute to get it working, but it really is working out really well with those two on both sides of the ball. Yeah, there's a, there's a, a real connection. Um, I think we made the comment that, you know, Mike is – He's waiting a little longer, you know, um, like Joe does. He, he's actually done that uh, where he drives it and kind of fakes the pass and then throws it up high. Um, he's bounced it, you know, higher, allowed Rudy to, to catch it. So I think he's just figuring out what Rudy likes, where, he, where, um, where he's comfortable. And Mike's done a great job adjusting, and Rudy's done a great job adjusting to Mike. Want to remind you, go where love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback. Available now, Mark Miller Subaru, the official Subaru partner of the Utah Jazz. Learn more at markmillersubaru.com. Coming up next, we'll have your play of the game, and we'll get Coach Lacombe's final thoughts on this one as the Jazz have now won seven consecutive games to beat the Pelicans here at Vivint Arena, 129-118. to 118. More straight ahead right here on the Jazz Radio Network. Alexander Walker swatted by Gobert. Alexander Walker laying on his back, and the ball lands on his chest. And the Jazz quickly go the way. Alexander Walker slow getting up. So Clarkson's wide open for three. It rattles around and home. There you go, David Locke, with your play of the game. Brought to you by the Larry H. Miller dealerships for service, sales, and selection. LHMauto.com, driven by you. Jazz game night post game show. Jake Scott, Coach Tim Lacombe with you. The Jazz beat the Pelicans tonight, 129 to 118. Post game brought to you by Mark Miller Subaru, Utah's only negotiation free Subaru retailer. I just can't get over Donovan Mitchell's game tonight. Uh, Tim, I mean, just to go over his stat line again, I know we've been talking about it all night, but 36 points, which is terrific, but 11 of 19 shooting, 6 of 8 from 3, a perfect 8 of 8 at the line, 7 rebounds, 5 assists. You know, if Gordon were here, he'd point out the four turnovers. But, I, I mean, a uh, <laughs> the a line doesn't get much better for, than that. I mean, well, that's that's remarkable. He had one heck of a game. And I like that you can go at Gordon because it's midnight, and we know he's asleep. He's not. So there's no yeah. way he's listening we're to this. Good. That's fine. Um, no, it's just an amazing night for Donovan. Um, was six for six from three. He missed his final two, but uh, was absolutely totally locked in offensively, um, you know, I thought he took good shots. I didn't think he was out there kind of forcing anything. And, um, you know, his his game, like you said, it, he's building on it, and he's getting better. Um, it's his fourth year in the league, and, you know, every, there's nobody that uh, – very few guys come into the league totally ready-made. There's a lot of lessons to learn. Um, but I, I really like his mindset, and I really like his, uh, his mental toughness. Um, he's a guy that you definitely can – can kind of follow and uh, between he and Rudy, really good leadership on this jazz team. And the, the other thing about the whole chucker or volume score or whatever you want to use rap that they're, they're giving Donovan uh, that, that I don't like is, is Donovan really is and always has been a team player. And I know he shoots a lot. I, I got it. He takes 20 shots a game. His usage rate is really high. I mean, he's, you know, he's a gifted offensive player. There's no doubt, but I, I mean, I look at the five assists and I look at the seven rebounds and the way the jazz offense works it's not it's not designed around one person isoing all the time or something along those lines. I mean, it's it's designed around motion and and using the pick and roll. And I get it. Donovan gets his isos from time to time too. But I I do not consider Donovan a selfish player at all. So I would ask, maybe this is the question, Jake is uh, is James Harden a next level player? <laughs> See, you're you're asking me who's somebody who's not wild about James Harden. No, no, game, no. But, but I, I but I mean, I, it's a perfect example, right? Right. It is. It is a perfect. I mean, what is he? What is really? What has he done in the league, other than score a ton, shoot a ton, make everything about him, um, and and that's the part of this that doesn't seem congruent to me is, um, you know, if you watch Donovan like we watch him, and 
you see that, like you said, he's trying to make the right play. He's not going, it's not like he's not hell bent to shoot it every time. No. Um, he's very, very willing to give it up. Uh, and he really kind of holds himself accountable to making the right play, you know, because that's the way that Quinn coaches. So, yeah, there's, there is a part of this that um, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I think it does speak more to uh, a non familiarity slash disdain, perhaps, for maybe just the Jazz in general, uh, as opposed to really kind of evaluating and analyzing a guy's play. In fact, going back to something he said during his postgame comments where he said that pass the other night, of course, we know what he's talking about, the the pass to Bogdanovich uh, where he kind of, I don't know, sidearm shortstop passed it on a rope out to Bogdanovich who made the three. He said, uh, you know, that looked really great, but what he was excited was a play where they had a swing, swing to the corner and made a shot. You know, that's... <laughs> Uh, that's interesting. A play that, you know, uh, certainly was on highlight reels everywhere of him actually passing was not what he was proud of. He was proud about uh, when they made the correct decision and got an open shot. I mean, it just, I've never thought of Donovan really as a selfish player. And you bring up James Harden and whenever somebody says, oh yeah, James Harden's a selfish player, somebody out there goes, oh, but he gets plenty of assists. And it's like, well, (laughs) if it's possible to get a selfish assist, that guy gets it. Because he dribbles it and and feels his way out for 23 of the 24 seconds, and then dishes it to somebody to make a make a shot at the last second. Yeah, and that's not that's not Donovan at all. No. And if you watch him regularly, you'll see that. And uh, again, I love the fact that you know in both situations, I thought he handled you know the interview great with Shaq because he bristled to it and he didn't like it, but he was not disrespectful. He just like, all right, whatever you think. Um, and then in the media afterwards, you know, he could have made that whole thing about him. Yeah. And he said really quickly, hey, we won seven in a row. Um, and he brought it back to team. And we've heard that often. Even after he's had a good game, you know, he'll compliment Rudy or Royce or that sort of thing. So He does it all the time. All the time. All the time. Yeah. So um, I guess my question, and it's, it's a, kind of a redundant question, but it's kind of like, what, what do you mean by next level? Because – um, you know, there's a lot of really, really good players. You know, we, we watched two of them here. Hall of Fame guys, Stockton Malone. They never won the big one, but they were next-level players. And, um, you know, I, you, you can kind of walk into a championship but because you've got other great players around you. But I, I just like the way Donovan's career is trending, and I think that at the end of the day he'll have the last laugh. Oh, I, I 100% agree. And getting back to a point we talked about earlier, the guy just, he's, he's gotten better and he continues to get better. I mean, I think, you know, this is, this is, <laughs> he was so good tonight. And I know that maybe he didn't have the, the 50 like he did in the bubble or whatever, but he was, you know, making the, I, I love these cliches and we talk about them all the time, but making the correct play, making the correct read, which is one, uh, a word that Donovan uses a lot. I mean, he, he, he played the game the right way tonight. And, yeah, he had some flashy stats to back it up. But, um, you know, it wasn't about – it was a good team win. It wasn't Don, Donovan single-handedly taking over and winning a basketball game, which, again, was one of the comments the TNT guys made, right, that, well, if Donovan's, you know, not uh, on his scoring, the Jazz are going to lose. It's so, like, yeah, no, so that's, which is it? That's Yeah, right. <laughs> which is it? And and that's not this team. It's, it's really not. You know, it's, I just had this thought as you were talking, um, you know, Donovan was in a different position last year with Bowie on out. Um, and in the bubble, he kind of had to be, you know. I, so yes. I, I think in that situation, like if you watch the Jazz last year and you have no context to watching them this year, um, I can see where if that was your only frame of reference mm-hmm. and then you watch tonight and you're kind of – but that to me is the disconnect is, yeah, he, he was – really, really high in usage and had to take a lot of shots and had to kind of be the guy. Um, but I have not felt that one bit this season. Mm-hmm. And either. so that, you know, that could be exactly what the situation is. Well, I just get the impression that those guys haven't watched a lot of jazz basketball this year. And they, and this does, and you and I are here, you know, every game. We're here every night. And this is a much different feel to this team, particularly lately. And maybe that's easy to say after they've won seven in a row, but this feels like a different team than last year. And, and we can look no further. I I think than Mike Conley, who's just on a different level. I mean, he's, he has been great this year and just what they needed. Yeah. I I think for the most part, if you go down the list, I think Royce is playing great basketball. 
Um, you know, I, Bojan's probably the one guy that's been a little bit hot and cold because of the wrist. Uh, but beyond that, I think everybody's playing at a really high level. George Niang is another guy. Um, you know, Joe's been kind of bugged by an injury, but he's played well when healthy. So uh, really maintain the focus on team, and you really can't go wrong. The streak came to an end tonight, by the way. George uh, Niang's streak of double-digit games uh, comes to an end. He, he had eight tonight, fell just short. Well, there's always Saturday. There's always Saturday. Interesting watching the they're playing the Warriors. I guess Draymond got thrown out of the game tonight for, for barking at Wise yelling at his own player. <laughs> yeah. And the refs the refs response or they they had a pool reporter ask the, the referee about it after the game and the ref was like basically said, "Well, we thought it was in the direction said, of my our bad. official." <laughs> my bad. Whoops. Yeah, he's barking at Wiseman about something. And uh, they just uh, they thought he was yelling at the ref. So so that'll be, that'll be a fun one. We'll get a an angry Draymond. Probably in. a motivated Draymond. And uh, frankly, I'm excited to see Steph on Saturday. So am I. Yeah, I'm excited. Yeah, I missed to see him, him last year. You know, not having him out there, and it, it, it it's always great to watch greatness. And and he is certainly one of the great ones. There are few there are a few players there that are as fun to watch as Steph. He makes it look so easy, doesn't he? Does he does make it look easy. That's actually well put. He does. He makes he does. it look real easy. I mean, it makes you think, me and you, that we could go out there and do that, and obviously far from that. But that's what's fun about a guy he, like him. He, he's little, but he, he, he does everything really, really well. By the way, they're showing highlights from the Jazz and the Pelicans tonight. It, is this just somebody who pays close attention to the Jazz? But I don't watch SportsCenter all that often, but when I do and I see a Jazz highlight package, it's always, and I mean always, of the other team. <laughs> they're showing they're show, I mean, the Jazz and, won tonight by double digits, and I guess they're showing the Jazz highlight now, but I mean, the first three or four highlights in the package were all of the Pelicans. Well, and they showed Quinn taking his mask and putting it over his eyes, so... You know, you would think the Jazz got shelled. You would think that based on, on the highlights that they put together, but whatever. It's we just, just got to stick together, Jazz fans. Stick together. It's us <laughs> against the world. Shaq hates the uh, hates the Jazz, and uh, the Sports Center doesn't show Jazz highlights, although they're they're mixing in a few here. Just showed a nice pass. That wasn't a bad pass by the chucker. From Donovan Mitchell to Royce <laughs> O'Neal. Yeah, the, the chucker just threw a beautiful uh, uh, skip pass. Oh. oh, another great pass from Donovan. The chucker with another great pass. All right. Anyway, maybe they were go. Maybe they had a bunch of food and they just did the pregame and then went in and ate food and watched a different game and then came back in. And came back and it. just assumed yeah. what what they'd seen and happened. All right, Tim. Give us uh, give us a couple of final thoughts on this one before we uh, we cl- uh, close the book. I think Donovan made the best point of the night um, when he talked about you know this kind of being like the Minnesota game where they got punched in the mouth early and got down almost identically. Um, but the way, and we, and we talked about it, this, there's, learn, there's lessons to be learned that night against the Timberwolves, and the Jazz weren't going to let that happen again. Um, I think that shows growth, and that's certainly an encouraging thing. Um, we've seen the Jazz win grind games. We've seen them win games where they just, you know, shot it great and it wasn't close. Uh, tonight there was there was a you know there was a challenge and they faced that challenge and figured it out and I thought they did it a couple different ways I thought they ratcheted up their defense um, and really kind of relied on team not one guy trying to go out there and do too much uh, which really bodes well for for the Jazz going down uh, I'm excited like you are for for the Warriors to come to town uh, seven in a row looking to try to make it eight it's certainly a, a really fun time here in Salt Lake when the Jazz are winning there's almost nothing better. All right, we want to say a big thanks to Locke and Boone uh, for their fine work today. Of course, calling all the action. Thanks to Alex Lumberg, executive producer of Jazz Game Night. Uh, I'm sorry, Alex, I didn't see. Who's our broadcast assistant tonight? Andrew Sorensen. Thanks uh, to uh, for your work, Andrew. We, we appreciate you. Thanks to the title sponsor of the postgame show. That's Mark Miller Subaru. Uh, go where love, love takes you in the all-new, completely redesigned 2021 Subaru Outback, available now at Mark Miller Subaru. Find out more on markmillersubaru.com. Tim, as always, thank you, sir. Always fun. Okay, I hope I can get to the next level. <laughs> we'll, we'll get there together. Buddy. All right, buddy. We'll do it. Uh, your final tonight from Vivid Arena. The Jazz won their seventh consecutive game, 129-118 to 118 over the Pelicans. They'll try to make it eight in a row on Saturday against the Golden State Warriors. That game will tip off at six, uh, 7 o'clock. Pre-game coverage will begin at 6. And, of course, You'll hear it all right here on the Jazz Radio Network.